The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who fail to appreciate the subtle beauty of the sewers of Paris, or my mother. Mom, I know you want to be supportive in my endeavors, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. Perverted knitting. I'm Sir Arcane. I am flying solo today. The reason that I wanted to record this bonus episode is that, well, Sewers of Paris finally, after a while, no hard feelings, Matt, broadcast my interview. And in that interview, I teased a story about being the only gay guy at a lesbian wedding. So I thought I would provide this bonus to fill in that story. This was the wedding of my aunt, who was kind of the black sheep of the family on my dad's side, the Catholic side of the family. Yeah, she's an an interesting one. At the age of 17, she forged her mother's signature uh, to drop out of high school and attend the Prestidigitation Academy in Colon, Michigan. Uh, That is the type of magic that is done with the hands for birthday parties, bat mitzvahs. She did a a few stage shows opening for larger uh, magicians and uh, spent some time on a cruise ship. So she got to see the lovely Caribbean uh, on a cruise ship. She also introduced me to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which, um, surprised hasn't come up on the sewers yet, but maybe one of these days. Uh, so for a long time, she was doing magic, well, for several years, she was doing magic and living in Ann Arbor, Michigan, a stone's throw from U of M. Then she started doing analysis, and by having her head shrunk, she decided that magic was not an honest way to make a living, that it was too deceptive. Which, uh, Personally, I think stage magic is one of the most honest forms of making a living because you tell somebody you're going to lie to them and then you do it. Uh, And everybody has a great time. So she decided in her infinite wisdom that instead of being deceptive with magic, she was going to move out to Boulder, change her name, and claim Cherokee heritage, and make and sell drums. Yeah, we didn't understand it either. When she was in Boulder, she met a lovely woman who will remain nameless. They fell madly in love with each other 
and decided to get married. And I was available, and my parents were available. My brother wasn't. Uh, I think he was tied up with classes at that time. So I fly out to lovely, gorgeous Boulder, Colorado, and sleep. Oh, the altitude. I'd never been up that high before, other than maybe in a skyscraper, but no, I don't even think that. But yeah, being over a mile high in altitude, when I'm used to being, what, I think Lansing is about 150 feet above sea level, yeah, kind of hit me like a sack of bricks. So that was fun. Oh, I'm not, yeah, brain working kind of slowly. And I asked, you know, first time there, I asked, hey, what's the, the gay nightlife in town like? And my aunt says, oh, I don't really know any gay guys. All of my connections are in the lesbian community. Like, oh, okay. Guess I'll play good little son and hang out with my parents. Yeah, well, I could have saved money on the rental car. Anyway, I'm there for a few days, get myself acclimated, and go to this beautiful, gorgeous mountaintop theater, sort of, uh, just outside of Boulder. I forget the exact name of it, but oh well. Uh, for the ceremony, I'm there for the rehearsal, and they have decided to invite two goddesses to bless their wedding, which are represented by great big paper mache heads. So I'm looking at them, and one looks vaguely Japanese, and one looks vaguely monstrous. I asked my aunt, who are the goddesses? And she says offhandedly, well, that one, the Japanese one, is Amaratsu, which I'm probably pronouncing wrong, goddess of the sunrise and new beginnings. And I'm like, oh, yes, wonderful. That's a beautiful goddess to invite to a wedding. How nice. This is the other one. Oh, that's Kali. Kali. You invited Kali to your wedding. Well, yeah, I mean, in order to have a new beginning, you have to break apart the old. Now, I'm not a Hindu, but isn't that Shiva's domain? Well, yeah, but... Shiva's not a goddess. And, yeah, we need to have goddesses at this wedding. Okay. Not my circus. Not my monkeys. What's this? Oh, Sage, smudge the guests as they come in? All right. Yeah, I can do that. Smudge, smudge. Smoke over everybody. Yeah, my dry cleaner wondered what the heck that smell was coming off of my suit when I brought it for dry cleaning when I got back uh, to Michigan. Sit there and, yeah, it, there were only two men 
at the entire ceremony, my father and myself. Beautiful, lovely ceremony. But yeah, I got some glares. Yeah. Men, what are men doing here? Yeah. The the wedding was interesting. Good food at the reception, though. And lots of good alcohol that I probably drank too much of. But fast forward through their marriage. Uh, my aunt's wife, at the time, was studying ecology, going for her PhD. There are two schools that are nationally ranked in ecology and she was hoping to get a job at one of them once she got her phd and she did one of those schools was the university at boulder that's not where she got the job the other one is the university of michigan back in ann arbor so they moved back to ann arbor uh, three doors down from where my aunt was living and things seem reasonably happy until February rolled around. And then my aunt made all sorts of noises of, Oh my God, this state is so gray. I can't stand it anymore. So they did what one does when there's a lot of stress on your relationship. They tried to have a baby. Yeah. Broke out the turkey baster and the donor and tried to get my aunt's wife pregnant three times, four times, multiple times. I don't remember the exact number. Enough of them to the point where I was asking and several of the other family members were asking, well, if they really want a baby and the wife is having difficulty conceiving. Why not the aunt? Yeah, we never got a clear answer to that. So that put even more stress on the relationship until finally my aunt said, forget it, I'm out of here. I'm going back to Colorado. It's beautiful there. So yeah, she packed all of her stuff back in a U-Haul and hightailed it back to Colorado, where she uh, continued making drums and playing drums, got a job as a drummer in a Riot Girl group that toured as the opening act for the Indigo Girls, which you really can't get more lesbian street cred than that. She found a new love of her life. They married legally this time and stayed in Boulder. So, yes, I, I wish her all the best and all the happiness and hope that she stays my most interesting aunt. So that's that story I want to lay on all of you. I know that many of you who have come here from the sewers of Paris will want to do an archive binge. One key thing, episode, I want to say episode seven, 
Um, I don't have the list in front of me. I should. I'm a bad podcaster. But the episode where we interview the proprietor of, well, I can see the picture. It is the picture of the Crochet Jockstrap, Crochet Empire. That's the one. Um, so that one with the picture of the Crochet Jockstrap as the image on the podcast. The stereo mix on that, for the first half at least, is completely broken, and I have been told that it sounds really, really bad on headphones. Um, so if you decide to listen to that episode, uh, do it on speakers or skip the first half uh, because there's way too much stereo separation in there. And yeah, I've heard from several people that it drives them nuts. Otherwise, to everybody from the Sears of Paris, welcome, and to all of our regulars, thank you for sticking around. We appreciate it. Uh, Mike and I will be back next week. I've run out of ideas again. <laughs> questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, and our project photos to harrycrone at gmail.com. Tweet at us, we are at harryproneconf, or leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Our theme music is the Hot Shot Podcast. You can use 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 the Hot Shot Podcast. You can